on today's Homo Superior. Uh, so the temporal aura can't be reset without he who remains. Uh, and the only people who know about him are Miss Minutes, who's on the run with Ravona Renslayer. What's she up to? Where do you think she is? Miss Minutes? Counting the time. <laughs> She's at Burger Kings everywhere. <laughs> Burger Kings. <laughs> Well, it's Caitlin's birthday. 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 On Homo Superior. Apparently, it's my birthday. Uh, welcome to Homo Superior, where we put the ass and assimilate. Issue three or four. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brett Wingate. This week, we've got a spooky new game. Put your guesses in now for who's actually getting murdered for real tonight. Then we'll get into some of the biggest news from New York Comic Con, which we were excluded from for being gay. <laughs> of course. This is our rumor start, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at them. Tweet at them at New York Comic Con. How at dare you, you homophobes? Uh, free Homo Superior podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, we'll be talking about the weekly issues, as well as what our straight ally Tony Stark is up to. And then we gape into our hearts for a little plug me daddy. But first, yeah. some housekeeping. We have a review we did of Castlevania Nocturne Season 1 out. It was super fun. Yeah. Uh, it's been described by Russell Dowderman as available. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it, I think. Uh, Kaylin, Adam, do you have any major takeaways, things you'd like to pitch about it? Uh, pitch about Yeah, we talk about all of the cunt that the series serves. I mean, Dralta, Elizabeth Battery. Yeah. You're just making up names now. <laughs> Annette, I mean, it's just it's kind of across the board. Elizabeth Battery. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you've I mean, seen the you've seen the I, show. Oh, I, I finished I'm, it. I'm not it's friends. Sorry, Celeste, I don't. Celeste Bella Bethabel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, phenomenal. It's Fantastic. a very it's very very good. As Adam says. <laughs> Can we dripping, please not? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, I got nothing to add to that. It was, uh, it's good. It's a good It's a good show. Watch the show and then listen to our episode. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun to record. I think it'll be fun for you to listen to. Yeah. All right, let's move in to our spooky game. Just kidding. It's a birthday game for Caitlin. <laughs> That's the spookiest thing of all. Getting old is scary. <laughs> I'm decaying in front of your eyes. You look like a ghoul. <laughs> Hey, ghouls just want to have fun. Did my <laughs> life even matter? <laughs> it really didn't. But uh, all right, so to celebrate it's tonight, baby, oh, to thanks. celebrate the something something of birthday <laughs> of Kalen, we've got a special game that focuses on the most important thing to Kalen that people know what he thinks. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna play a game called "Does Kalen Hate That?" Mm. Uh, I'm gonna name a topic, thing, or statement, and Ryan and Adam, you're gonna say Kalen hates that mm. or Kalen doesn't hate that okay. pretty straightforward we just have to <laughs> There's say no hate love or like it's just hate or doesn't hate <laughs> uh kaylin after ryan and adam answer you're going to reveal whether you hate it or not okay and the standard you're going by is like is this something that you actually hate not what? something you're just kind of what about a dislike what about a dislike? No, no, no. I think it's, it should be hate, right? Yeah. Like, if it's just like, I'm like, eh, not really, eh, but like, I, I don't hate we're it. We're going to put all dislike, like, if it's severe enough that you yeah. could classify it as hate, he'll do it. Um, but you'll also get a bonus point if you, if something I list is, you guess something I list is actually something Kalen kind of likes. Uh, oh, like we can, we can gamble on it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's start with an easy one. Okay. Uh, when people compare Charles and Magneto to MLK and Malcolm X, does Caitlin hate that? Yes, Caitlin fucking that. hates that. I hate it. <laughs> I hate They're both right. They both get a point. Uh, the word moist. Does Caitlin hate that? No. Mm, He's fine with it. 
He's moist right now. Uh, I'll go hate. I don't think he. Well, yeah, I think he hates it. I don't like it, but I don't hate it. It's just kind of icky. Because you are right now. Okay. I'm damp, when not someone, moist. When someone says dripping with cunt, <laughs> does Caitlin hate that? He likes it. He loves it. And yeah. Caitlin, you have to answer it honestly. <laughs> He's um, very into that, yeah. I mean, I'm into it, but I'm also grossed up by the fact that I'm into it. Okay. So I'm into it. Go. Talking during a movie. Hates. He's fine with it. If it's good enough. If he's doing it. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Who's doing the talking? That's the important question. So this is a caveat. I hate it if it's like a like a movie that we are supposed to pay attention to. I love it if it's a movie we're supposed to talk back to. Uh-oh. Bling, 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 bling. We got our, our special secret word, caveat. If you <laughs> offer any nuance to something that Kaylin might hate, you can also get an extra bonus point. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, love uh, so many complexities All in this right. game. Going on long car rides. Does Kaylin hate that? Mm. Uh, this is a tough I'll, one. Uh, I think he hates it, caveated, unless there's like a good playlist that he made. <laughs> I think he actually <laughs> likes it because he gets to have some combos and connect with people for a uh, limited amount of time. <laughs> Kaylin? I like it with the right group of people. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah I have fun when it's fun extra, conversations. Extra, extra point. bonus point. Yeah. Uh, people calling all superhero movies Marvel movies. So imagine like someone calling a Dark Knight a Marvel movie. I'm mad for him, so I hate it. I think he's neutral on that. I don't think he really cares that much. Caitlin? I think it's kind of dumb, but I don't really hate it. I'm just like, eh, okay. Oh, Adam gets the point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when hot people, died, I think. When I hot people who don't care about comics dress up in slutty comic outfits, does Caitlin hate that? So I think he li- is doesn't mind it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go light because I feel like you've you've we've hung out with hot cosplayers that don't totally get what's going on, and <laughs> it's like we don't give a shit. Not only do I like it, I love it because it gives me a chance to talk to them about the comic, <laughs> and, then, and then I see the soul being like like leaving their eyes. They're like, please just get away from nice. me. Nice, a little bonus point for Adam. What were you uh, I want Troya Savant to dress as like railroad Captain America <laughs> for you. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to dress like Dazzler. He's gorgeous. Thank you. All right. So yeah. these ones are, we're going to go through them quickly because there's a group of them that are all about Speed. scary movies. Okay. okay. And what kind of scary movies Kalen likes. So, Spooks. or sorry, does Kalen hate scary movies that are mainly body horror? I don't think he hates. I think them. he does. You think he hates body horror? Yeah. Kalen? I'm going to say I hate body horror. Yeah. Kalen hates body horror. Yeah. Uh, scary movies that are mainly slashers. Uh, I think Kalen likes those. Yeah. He good, one. he like good ones. He likes good ones. He those. does not hate. I like them, uh, especially the ones that are very meta. A yeah. la Scream. Scream. Scary movies that are mainly psychological thrillers. I think he likes those. Oh, he gets deep into those. Love them. Uh, then the last two, Paranormal. Doesn't like hate. Wait, paranormal activity? Like paranormal movies that are about the paranormal. paranormal. Oh, 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 I'll say oh. doesn't. He, I say he doesn't hate. Just in the he's neutral. indifferent. Yeah, he'll he'll watch a paranormal. Do you hate activity. movies that are about the paranormal? Per- mainly about the paranormal? No, I like them. Okay, like, right. oh, yeah. well, you like them. Okay, negative points. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, monster movies. Oh, she loves that shit. Um, she, I he likes, all he likes movie. the '90s ones like Anaconda, The Relic, <laughs> all that shit. Okay, so I <laughs> everyone I, likes those. Things. I would Give say me a my break. caveat is not specifically the ones that Adam said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he <hates> '90s one <laughs> minus those two. And Kaylin, how do you feel about? Monster uh, movies? I like some monster movies. The uh, Universal classic ones are great, and some yes. of the Hammer ones from the '70s oh, are cool too. Yeah. All right, moving right along. That Homo Superior podcast doesn't review DC comics. Does Kaylin hate that? 
Mm, no, because he would he doesn't hate it because he would have to make us all read, <laughs> keep us on track to read them. His first love is the X-Men, so he does not hate it. I don't hate it because right now I feel uh, there are some DC comics that are very quality, but the universe itself is complete garbled mess, and I don't want to try to untangle it. When people call him KK for short, does Kalen hate that? Oh, no. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he hates it, but I don't think he loves Caveat. it. Caveat. Break me off a piece of that KKK. Uh, <laughs> what? Please oh, wait. don't. Oh, shit. Don't don't never mind. Oh, wait. wait, wait. Can we delete that last game? <laughs> no, we're leaving that in. Wait, shit. I did too yeah. many days. Also, Kit Kat bar is tough I to don't do know it. the answer to this one. I'm going to say I think he used to hate it, but I think now he kind of likes it when it's close. It's appealing. Too. Uh, yeah, I like it with close friends. Um, generally speaking, I will just say uh, when people shorten my name without really knowing me, I think it's a power trip thing Ooh. of people trying to like say, I'm going to rename you. Like if we got really close, like you guys, KK, mm. that's fine. My mom calls me Kale for short. Aww. Like it's it's cute. Like that's we fine. We were thinking about calling you Rexy from now on. <laughs> forcing Rexy to change his name. To uh, Not to Ryan. Uh, uh, another name, right? Speaking of close friends and names. Uh, when his close friends don't remember the names of his parents. I think Bonus question, name his parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he hates it and uh, no caveats. <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. Galen? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I hate it. I just remember all y'all's parents' names. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't hate That's fair. I don't think you hate it, but it is an important piece of information. Yeah. That we do Although I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know your dad's name. Yeah. And I don't know your dad's name, Ryan. My dad's name is... My real name, Philip. Philip. Okay. Oh, that's. I, mean, I remember. But so, I, do you force him to go by Rexy too? <laughs> but only because I've spent time with both your parents, Brent, yep. and your mom, Adam, yeah. and your mom, Ryan. So that's yeah. the reason why. That's fun bonus. Yeah. It's Panna and Theron. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that was it. That's uh, my answer. All right. So well, that's what we should have tested you on that, man. Just agreed right. with Bre- that. Brent, <laughs> Brent, when is um, Kaylin's actual birthday? It's when this episode is coming out, which is. Dude, it's October 20th. I've got a whole thing set good up job. for this. Okay, good. Okay, I've good. got a whole thing set up for this. I'm running the show. Oh. Me. Do you want to play the game? Hey, hey do you know, uh, you know does what? Brent it's hate it when you interrupt yeah. him? Do you want to play that game? Do you want to play the game? Does Brent I, hate that? You know what? I'm deducting yes, your points mama. right now. I'm deducting your points. You know what? You're dripping a lot of cunt right now. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's yeah, right. Yeah, you, uh, you got a napkin for that little right. drippy cunt. Break me off a for piece last, of that. For our last No, you're never saying that again. We've got a mini game within the game. It's called Hate Rank. I'm going to give you a category, and you're going to have to list in order the thing Kalen, the things Kalen hates from least okay. to most. Okay. So, worst oh. three Marvel movies. Which would Kalen rank as the worst Ooh, three? Ooh, God, uh, now I got to think about it. All right. Yeah. So, oh, no. Um, we're going to be waiting on Thor, Eleven, Thunder. Is, well, can we name them and then rank them? Sure, yeah. Okay. yeah. So you I, can throw out ideas. Let's like work. T- can we work together? Sure. Right? Just, yeah, bonus I'd like you to go first. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, that's what I mean. I'll let so, you do that, but you're going to cut the points in half. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. I hate that. I'm muting Adam. <laughs> All right. So Thor, <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder. I think it's Ant Man Quantumania. You just, you have a very recent memory. Yeah. Well, no, but like those <laughs> were yeah, the worst. Don't, for, ones? don't forget uh, Dark World. Okay, yeah, Dark, Dark World is number one. That's the worst movie that he. Hates That's reasonable. The most. Yeah, there's nothing redeeming about that movie. I think he actively. I think he used to hate Dark World more, but that has no, moved down bad. with the active anger he has at Quantum Mania. I was gonna say I thought he absolutely hated Love and Thunder. 
Or no, maybe that's everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but hate I hate and thunder. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm trying to think of any old, and does this include TV shows? Um, Most movies. Movies, movies. Okay, I'm I'm gonna throw out a potentially a ne- next one, which be Age of Ultron. I was just about to say, yeah, definitely that. I feel like that's got to be in the bottom of the barrel. So let's go with Age of Ultron. No, we're not doing this. Quantumania. Yeah. I don't want my splits. <laughs> my splits points. <laughs> splits points. Splits points. Uh, you got minus a thousand for that jingle that you had. <laughs> um, and then I guess Love and Thunder. So I would say I think at the bottom is Quantumania, then Love and Thunder, then Age of Ultron. Ryan? Um, uh, what am I missing? I know there's a bad See, one. you wouldn't have had Lo- to think Love of a second. Love and Thunder um, is not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark World is the last. Um, then we have, we'll do Quantumania, and then we'll do Age of Ultron. Kalen? Okay, so these are good guesses. Uh, I'd say my least favorite is Iron Man 2. Oh, that's oh, right. That's that was answer. what I was thinking. Because about. of the Elon Musk of it all. Yes. Um, then I would put um, I would put Dark World just because it's that boring. Yeah. It's just really dull. Love and Thunder is not good, but it has a few like comedic moments. It makes you feel something yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's not I boring. Mean, Dark World is just sludge. Yeah. It's and then, and then I would do Quantumania. Yeah! Wow, Age because, of Ultron's really creeping up. Well, uh, Age of Ultron, again, is a cohesive mess, that's fair, right? Yeah. Inco- it's co- incoherent, but it's got a lot of elements that are good. And that's it's what I figured. You like the story. Pretty fun stuff. There's there, fun yeah. stuff. I mean, like the, when they're at the you know the penthouse party, yes. like you know, trying to pick so up Thor's scenes. arm. It's good, good banter. And it's set off like so many uh, other plot points that I like. Can so you put Quantumania above? No, I'm sorry. Never mind. Forget it. I was All right. So moving on. Uh, superhero comic tropes. So I'm going to list four tropes, and I want you to tell me which Kalen hates from least to most. Refrigerated women. Real life events. So like when a character who's normally evil is like sad about 9/11. Uh, <laughs> unmasking a hero and then forgetting. So like, oh, Spider-Man, we reveal who he is, and then we just put him back into being Spider-Man again. I got my list. His list. And then... Oh, there's four. And then <laughs> death and return. When you set up a death for a character that you know is going to come back. Ooh, good choices. So that's refrigerated women, real life events, masking, unmasking a hero, and then forgetting, and then death and return. The worst is fridging. Yes. Um, the second worst is the death, and then we know it's inevitably going to come back. Um, what do you think? I uh, what was, so it's real world events and then what was the other one? Uh, oh, f- ma- unmasking, forgetting, unmasking, and forgetting. unmasking, and forgetting, and then real world events. I don't think he hates real world events that much. I think unmasking. I think his least hated one is the diary birth because that happens so often in comics. Yeah, that it's not even and you can't even you don't even care about it. I think it's you think def- that's the least. That's the yeah. Least that's I hate. least hated. The most hated is the first one you said, which was the refrigerated, refrigerated women. Um, then it's then it's the unmasking and forgetting because that should stay put, and then it's the real real world events. Kaylin, so my uh, the one I hate the most is refrigerating women. Yeah. So you guys are right on that. Second hated uh, the most is the real world events. Yes, wow. yeah. really because I mean the nine eleven issue of Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you probably read that. J. Yeah, Michael Straczynski. Yeah. It's just dumb, especially when Doctor Doom is crying about nine eleven, and I'm mm-hmm. like, he's been trying to destroy New York for years. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what? Specifically that not specifically that. <laughs> not specifically that. Way. Not that way. <laughs> not he was like going to use this. the ultimate nullifier. He wanted no. to use Doombots. Well, that's yeah. true. <laughs> not Jets. Um, but it just feels like when you add in real world shit to like a fictitious universe, it just like, 
Like, I don't want comics to talk about, like, what happened in Israel, yeah. you know, or what is happening, you know, in Gaza right now. Like, I just don't want, yeah. like, that just, it just pulls me out of it too much, even though, anyways. Uh, and then I would say um, probably Death and Return. I generally wow. don't mind it because I, I don't like it, but, like, if it's, there's a good story behind it, it can work. Resurrection, what I hate, baby, from Krakoa. What, yes, exactly. But what I hated is like when Miss Marvel, they did Miss Marvel because they didn't even do it in her book. Yeah. Like they gave her no yeah. agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And then the unmasking, it's like, eh, I'm like, okay, fine. Amnesia. Wow. Stupid. All right. Completely wrong. <clears throat> Last two. Uh, ranking from uh, hated the least to hated the most. The following homo superior bits. We like ice Kay. cream. Extra, extra. It's all just that same. <laughs> just <laughs> your voice. Uh, accent accidents. So whenever we do bad accents, mm. or not knowing how to pronounce Kevin Feige's name. How do how we? Do, how would you rank them? How do we add a fifth one for your games? <laughs> oh my god, that this podcast is over. Yeah, I feel. That's uh, sorry. I I don't know. If I heard that. What was that, Adam? <laughs> um, what was the fourth? Oh, Anna was oh, muted. Oh, oh wow. yeah, His that's point? power. See that it, you didn't rack up enough points. So yeah. you weren't able to talk. You didn't have enough points to talk. <laughs> you know, I oh. love that. Like Brent has graduated from sound boy to sound man by training yeah. you to Adam. <laughs> you know, once you kill your father. We <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like ice cream. Okay. Uh, extra, extra. Okay. Accent accidents and not knowing how to pronounce Kevin Feige, Feige's name. I, I What's think accent accidents. When you when we do accents and they're bad. Oh, I think accent accents. Yeah. accidents is definitely the. I'm least, looking most at hated. you, Michael Caine. We don't need to hear it. We don't need to hear it. <laughs> it's been a long time. Can I do my list now? Okay, no. You're Michael Caine. <laughs> oh my no, <laughs> his least favorite is extra extra, because ooh, do a do some sort of tone with it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think accents maybe next. Um, and then what was the other one? Uh, we like ice cream. We like ice cream. He loves that. He loves that, but not as much as he loves Feige, Feige, Feige. Yeah. yeah. But I thought you were gonna say as much as I love ice cream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would swap. I think extra extra is extra extra is like Feige's up there. You gotta come swap now. Yeah. Kalen doesn't like after we've identified a piece of information then refuse to remember it. So, but I think it's the shit. The accents is first, then it's Fahi, then it's um, What's extra, extra, and then it's ice cream. I like that you cannot seem to get the ranking. You always go on the worst and then up to the least bad. What do you mean? No, the worst is accents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Start from the least, go to the most. Oh, you, we, I thought we said. <laughs> Increasing levels of hate. I said it four times or four questions. Yeah. Okay, then what are the results? Yeah. Oh my god. Are they in? Uh, I Can think, they come yeah, the, the accents is, uh, I will start with, uh, should I start with least, least hated? Favorite, yeah, yeah, least hated. Uh, least hated is Kevin Feige, because like I, I'll get it wrong sometimes, too. Yeah. And it just makes me laugh that we can never fucking remember <laughs> it, because it's just so, it's just us. It's dumb. So that's Middle your page. most favorite thing. It's my most, it's my least hated. Least hated. Least this is hated. exactly why this ranking is very impossible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, uh, then I do extra, extra. Yeah. Um, then, um, then ice cream, because... We gotta stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear. It. I don't know. We like ice cream, uh, so. and then it's the accents. It yeah. is bad. Only mm. the Michael Caine thing is kind of funny, but when it gets into like 
quasi you know people of color accents it just makes me a little uncomfortable yeah so stay in the lily white category of (laughs) michael (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right last one uh homo superior podcast member lateness who do you hate being late the most in what order wow I know I've got I've got to be the least hated. Yeah, because I'm on. Clark is the highest. I hate you yeah. the most for being too early sometimes. Yeah. Of the, I'm assuming it's obviously minus Kalen. So yeah, it's obviously Brent. You mm-hmm. least hated. Second least is Ryan. Third least is me. Fourth least is. Clark. But Clark's not here, so why don't we keep him keep him out of it right now? So <laughs> I'm willing to drag his name through the mud. <laughs> Ryan, um, that's the correct answer. Okay, Kalen. Clark's been on relatively on time lately. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, this yeah. sounds like recency yeah. effects. So, maybe let's take into account Bias. the six yeah. years we've been uh, recording. Yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question Does Caitlin hate this game? Doesn't matter because all this comes from a place of love. I love this game. This is great. Thank you. Caitlin, you're our favorite tequila drinking pro DC Comics brunch planner. And we want to say from the bottom of our hearts, we love you. And please Aww. stop. And a yeah. <laughs> please and a stop. very happy, 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 spooky. Too. Thank happy you. Spooky. Please uh, stop spooky. aging. Happy, I have. Happy birthday, KK. By the time this comes out, it will be his actual birthday, October twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you didn't know that until I told you. <laughs> until so, you yeah. asked the question and never answered. <laughs> so it. send him well wishes on his Instagram at Kalen B or at Homo Superior X on Twitter because Kalen is the one who does all that for us. Uh, so happy birthday, KK. And Thank I you. Hope you're Love spooked. you guys. Yeah. I'm excited to celebrate with you all this weekend. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are spooky. <gasps> X-Tree, X-Tree, <laughs> the dead rise. Yeah, that's And they're right. voting Republican? <laughs> the dead rise and they're voting Republican. Um, so <laughs> speaking of terrible things, we did not go to New York Comic Con, guys. Um, yeah, they're homophobic. Correct. Brent Have you tweeted at them yet? Make sure to tweet at them. <laughs> <laughs> Write a review. Five stars for us. <laughs> and then when someone else tweets at them, you retweet those tweets. Yeah. And you just keep this huge cycle. Correct. Go we'll on. be trending number two. Yeah. Elon Musk is always the And you one. tell five people to tell five yes. people. Go on TripAdvisor right Write a review of New York Comic Con and plug us in. Please. That's all we're asking. Nothing Amazing. weird. If, in fact, if you're thinking about leaving reviews of our podcast, could you put them on TripAdvisor <laughs> as criticisms of New York Comic Con? <laughs> so, guys, uh, we didn't uh, end up making it to New York Comic Con this year, but a lot of news came out in yeah. the X world there. Um, I think the biggest news that actually came out, obviously, we their words. Sorry, Kaylin. The end of Krakoa. No! <laughs> I hated that the most. And then a big a big thing that they said is the return of the expansion. So, okay, with that said, so they're going to come out with three different titles. Fall of the House of X, Jerry Dugan, and Lucas Wernick. Rise of the Powers of X by Kieran Gillen and Arby Silva. And then Resurrection of Magneto by Al Ewing and Luciano Vecchio. So, with that in mind... Where do we think this is going? How I we're t- we've spoke we've spoken about how we don't love that Krakoa is going away. It sucks, but how yeah. can they reinvent going to the X Mansion in the nice, good, new, original way? All new, all time. Have they thought about putting it on an asteroid? <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably has. It's been, the yeah. mansion on an island. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. But With, it's not Krakoa. Is there different takes on it that? Could we take inspirations from Krakoa and bring them to the expansion? So 
uh, let me start off by some positive stuff. These are strong creative teams. Yes, but, uh, totally. Writers and artists, all three writers I like to love, uh, and artists I, I think are all super, super talented. Uh, I like that the Rise of Powers of X or maybe Powers of Ten uh, to like evoke like mm-hmm. what the um, Jonathan Hickman series from a four, four years ago. Yeah. It's supposed to be set 10 years from now if you read any of the early solita- so, solicitations. Yeah, so Fall of X is in the current day and then Rise of the Powers of X by is in 10 years. 10 years from now. Exactly. So, so one's so, current and then one's in the future. Yeah, yes. uh, Resurrection of Magneto. We knew he was coming back, but he's one of my favorites, so I'm happy that he's back. The thing is, have they officially said the return of the mansion, or have they only done that in the illustrations? So, illustrations. So, yeah, so the, the idea was all the headlines said that, but they didn't actually say anything on panel because I even did a weird thing where I listened to the video of it. That's <laughs> and pretty normal. I don't think that's weird. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm totally normal. You um, freak. <laughs> you, you make me sick. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so they, didn't, they sort of implied it, but there's nothing that was outright said. So I don't I think this was a lot of assumption that people were just doing. Yeah, I think the I think the real story is because in all these solicitations and they actually have some two other titles that they announced shortly after. Yeah, um, but they said basically the mission statement is to undo the events of Krakoa. So what do we what do we think? How can we split this time frame like? Obviously, current day and then 10 years in the future. Well, I mean, when you look at the promo image, you've got a lot of also throwback costumes. You've got Rogue and some old clothes. You've got, like, all of Nix and Matt. Like, and they're doing this sort of 10 years in the future in the past, just like you said, Kaelin, at the beginning of the Krakow era. Yeah. Like, there's going to be, I assume, some sort of weird timey-wimey shit. Because if you read The Rise of the Powers of Ten, it's all about the 10 years in the future where Nimrod and Omega Sentinel are trying to reach Ascension. Yeah. And it's like, there's no fucking way that that's obviously going to be the future of whatever's happening in the present. So something is going to cycle. Maybe it's Myra dies one last time and then they cycle back. And I'm just a little, I'm like excited by the creative team, but very concerned about what's going to happen afterwards. I've, you know, I was thinking about the illustration a lot and, you know, to your point, Adam, you see Rogue in an old outfit. It's, you see Rogue, Dazzler, Havoc, uh, and, uh, Psylocke, uh, as Lady Mandarin. Um, and that is all from like kind of the Outback era to the Siege Perilous. And so I'm wondering if there's going to be like some kind of a siege perilous sort of element to this again. Okay, yeah. um, you know, the the writers uh, and the 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 some of the books that um, Ryan's going to mention here, uh, there there is a you know these uh, the outback era is like 35 years ago, right? So a lot of the writers now they have like nostalgia for that era, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if there's like a way that they will try to find a way to not necessarily bring it back, but at least like uh, like evoke, make yeah. evoke it a little bit, which. Could be interesting. Um, I, I struggle with this a little bit because, um, you know, obviously, as Brent mentioned, I run our Twitter and I on X Twitter a lot, and a lot of X Twitter is, you know, queer BIPOC uh, fans, and the idea of Krakoa, a nation, even with its problems, you know, mutants having, you know, ascending, uh, we want to feel that way, especially because mutants represent, uh, you know, a lot of persecuted people, and the society is so awful right now that uh you know putting them in danger like that again or you know decimating them again or whatever like what's happening with fall of x it's an interesting story idea but it also makes people like they're like i just want these folks to like at least have Succeed, some success yeah. i have some victories there and are people that were dropping out like when the hellfire gala like collapse happened of just like well, what the fuck like, i know why so can't we just enjoy i struggle but, with it a little bit but too they need to move the story and like 
the X-Men are all about evolving. So I think it's <laughs> They need to evolve and they need to get back to that. They ex- watch <laughs> yeah. uh, get back to fundamentals. There are multiple ways that, you know, stories can regress. And if it does become like, I think people are over or maybe they're not, but maybe I want people to be over the kind of torture porn of things like Handmaid's Tale, where you're like mm. constantly cycling back through like any little bit of success right. gets taken away. So you could have like thematic regression. The thing that concerns me more is character regression. Yeah. That yeah. there are people who have like yeah. had a different second experience in Krakoa and I feel like have grown in interesting ways and I just don't want them to revert to some easier, simpler form like Kane Marco comes to mind. Yeah. Um, Wolverine's already kind of reverted. It, in the image that they showed, um, a classic X-Men trope that they do through promotions and stuff like that are figuring out which team is on which team. And so it looks almost as if there's a current day team connecting to the fall of X, yep. and then all of the rise of the powers of X are on the other side, and those are all the time displays sort of outfits and stuff like that. Yeah, So I, th- yeah. I think the this is the cast of crew that's For going the, back in time to also help in their maybe different time frames i'm seeing 90s 80s 70s like i'm seeing right it, it feels like the they're going to assemble a team from various time which kind know. of and also if we're looking nostalgia alone on the at least like the the older team or the the time traveling team um we see a older dazzler i think she had her heyday rogue had a little bit b- better time revanche obviously there's uh rachel in there a different angel <coughs> I think that Warpath, uh, yeah. I think the all Thunder those looks and stuff they can really spotlight them and bring them to the current in a different way. Maybe I'm I don't interested know. to know what who's that. So who's the person in the back that's in between Dazzler and Storm? Looks like it looks like fucking Ant Man. <laughs> oh no, that's Rachel. That's Rachel. Uh, that's Rachel Gray. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, in uh, oh. her old hound outfit yes, from Days yes, 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 Yeah, when she was like into S and M. Yeah, it's uh, the only one that I didn't see there that I was kind of confused by was Iceman. He's not in any of the <gasps> promos. No, he's the water vapor in he, front. Well, he manned. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. the rain in the background. Well, and there's yeah. still the resurrection of Magneto, which is where Storm will be featured. So that also opens up possibilities of who could play in in terms of. Uh, yeah, we're yeah, not seeing really characters. any Araco or anything like right. that as well. Um, so also um, during this time frame, uh, they announced two two new series on top of these, also releasing in January. One is by. Friend of the pod, Steve Fox, um, which you should actually listen to that interview because he brings this up in the interview. No, he doesn't. But you should just go this back and listen secret. to that. Yeah. We this heard about secret. it after. We, yeah, yeah, you did not reveal it to Marvel. <laughs> reveal it. Yep. Um, but yeah, de- definitely listen to that. And also, so he is going to be forming a new book called Dead X-Men because apparently we're out of adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one looks very intriguing. Um, we see some some of them coming out of the grave. We've had a we've had a book like this in the past with like um, Thunderbird and some other characters. Yeah. Um, but this one looks like it'll be all the resurrected people coming back. I see a Dazzler in there. I see a Jubilee. Prodigy. I see a Prodigy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the ones that, uh, X-Men, from, team. that X-Men team. Yeah. So um, very exciting. Um, e- each uh, issue, it's going to be four issues, has a different artist as well. Yeah. Any thoughts about that? I was going to say what I what did happen on the Creator Crush is that we were talking about the unlimited issues and the differences between the different years of the Hellfire Gala and how the first one, they were Secret X-Men and so on and so forth. And it kind of got less and less, particularly for this one, because obviously they can't go do something because there's no time. It's literally an attack and then they move into the fall of X. So right. I, what I like about this is that it's giving... 
not only it's giving period no but it's good you've got steve fox back in the seat he already has been writing these characters as part of the unlimited series is doing their kind of flashbacks ahead of the gala so i'm just really excited to actually see him get to write this team and i know a lot of people are excited myself included at seeing this team we were all very devastated yeah. obviously when they got blown i don't know apart. if it's gonna be spotlight the entire team it feels like any resurrected ones could come up and it might be single shots did, yeah did <coughs> steve reveal anything else like yeah. the location of the one piece uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you'll have to listen yeah. <laughs> yeah you go back and listen to that guys um one other series that they announced um is they're also going to be doing a cable series also releasing in january where it's a sort of it's old cable and new cable and they're buddying up and they're going on a mission um also i'm getting too old for this i'm getting too young for this <laughs> and it's the, the best family dick episode you've ever seen i I want to unplug that cable please yeah. um, this is masturbation it's uh but it looks kind of fun um big guns big times big whatever big, <laughs> big, great big old, great big oldies funds. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's Fabian Nicieza who's writing it, uh, and old school X Men writer who Scott I think Eden. is very, very good. And Scott Eden uh, is a very like I'd say a good artist, not like my one of my favorites, but like you know does uh, does a good good job with storytelling. But Fabian Nicieza wrote a very good Cable series uh, in the two thousands, Cable and Deadpool. Oh yeah, great. Uh, and um, he's he's old school, but he does you know I think he does a good job. He he did that. Uh, um, Juggernaut miniseries we read a few years ago, if you remember that. Juggies, mm. yeah. Yeah. So the only thing I'm not, unless it's directly tied to Orcus, I don't love the fact that they're introducing an all new threat while we're still fighting Orcus. This hey, idea baby, of the neocracy. Yeah. What do you think the neocracy is, Brent? <laughs> yeah, Brent, know. answer that. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> what? And in fact, I don't need to have an opinion. <laughs> okay, I'm sick of everyone in society feeling like. They've got to throw out ideas By you when they don't know what the kleptocracy is. You know, I don't know what the niceocracy is. Yeah. Okay, it sounds nice. Or it, it does sound nice. Is it neptocracy? Or maybe the neo 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 neocracy. Yeah, you don't even know what to call it. You're <laughs> so, so neo is like that a singer. Be, well, it's going to be related to the fucking shitty ass neo that were around no. what, in the 2000s. They I, are going to bury that in the ground. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Um, and also in some breaking news, because Clark got onto our shared document and <laughs> added some things. Um. Without our new, without any sort of um, regard for us, <laughs> <laughs> this piece of shit. Um, he added one additional thing. So, uh, Black Panther number eight is coming out um, in a few a few weeks as, or in a few months as well, and it's going to be T'Challa versus Monet. Man, is he relaxed? T'Challa. What happens when it gets cold in Wakanda? He becomes T'Challa. Hey, you want a next Netflix and T'Challa? Did you hate that pronunciation? I'm a little sick. Do I have T'Challa? There's a T'Challa in the air. It's a T'Challa in the air, yeah. Anyways, they're going to be going over the family history. What was Mane doing? Wait, is it Monet or Mane? That's hard. They're both the same. contemporaries. Because our fans would go what the fuck are no. they all just going along with that no it's uh, T'Chilla and Mon E.T. <laughs> so you guys no. don't want to talk about Monet no okay, great. <laughs> I always want to talk about Monet okay exchange what the fuck is why is she involved with uh old Black Panther like <laughs> old Black Panther uh, uh, like, I mean if people are missing then it there's something tied to her family so I'm sure like they'll unearth yeah. some weird what thing. does it have to do with the St. Croix family and their daughter, the 
the powerful uncanny avenger known as Mo. I'm so the uncanny avengers are still sticking around after that miniseries I that's the most so, yeah, so glad uh. i have a slightly different question associated with this okay. so with like the branching out to emma frost being involved with tony stark something like this do you think that there is more of a push to have more minor integration of yes. characters? corporate synergy baby that's exactly what it is Ew. it is it is um, yeah, but to get them in the MCU, so you'll have the mutants uh, interacting more with the Avengers esque characters. Did we ever have? Th- I mean, did we ever have something like this for prior crossovers, or was it always just major they, events? They tried when the Avengers became so big. They tried Uncanny Avengers and stuff like uh, that before, but it's not it's not been successful many times. And then they always throw like an X Men on the Avengers team as well. Yeah, so Wolverine so, was uh, on the Avengers teams when Brian Michael Bendis started Aiden writing it. He, Storm in as Storm well. became. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and Beast was an old school, old, old school Avenger, old school X Men being an old school Cannonball, yeah. Sunspot. But the question, yeah, I guess, right. my and question is more because it feels like the street is two ways on these stories. That Tony Stark is actually actively trying to help mutants, and Emma Frost is helping Tony Stark. Yes, that that the that it is like a mini crossover kind of event. Uh. Not completely answering your question. What I like about it, though, is it's, it's not that it's not it's not them being at odds, uh, which I'm getting a l- really tired of. And yeah. uh, Avengers versus X-Men was came out because Marvel was trying to get that lightning in a bottle again, like they got with Civil War that sold so well for them. Yeah. And they wanted to like have hero versus hero versus hero like over and over again. And now it's like, oh, no, we're going to find ways to team these people up integrate them you know folks that you wouldn't normally see together right uh so i do like that i know that's real superhero teams are not you versus each other it's you versus a problem (laughs) well and i i appreciate that i think you're right that in most of the comics is but i do love that the solicitation for black panther number eight is literally t'challa versus monet (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna kill i mean yeah (laughs) but still but also uh, Eve Ewing is a good writer, and I don't think that she's gonna have um, just like a. Basic They'll get ass. over it fast. I'm sh- like, you know, there's always gonna be a little bit of like a, hey, wait a minute, and then yeah, like, great, let's not fight, let's move on. Yeah. Any matchups you would like to see, or any friendships, or any new blossoming mm. relationships? <laughs> I would like mm. to see Jean Grey and Man Thing really go at it. You know, <laughs> she's single now. Uh, I was gonna say she's seeing. single now, <laughs> kind of, because she's kinda. dead. Uh, yeah, and Cyclops' eyes are well, yeah. <laughs> How do you she can't see, can't can hurt out. She okay. loves a red-eyed monster. <laughs> How do you get out of a relationship? <laughs> Fucking die. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm going to the beyond. Wait, we could just break up. No. no. I would I'm like to be reborn as the Phoenix. I seeing it in, well, we're talking a little bit about it later, in Iron Man, but like seeing Captain Marvel, I find it very weird that she's like, whatever. Like, uh, So I'd like to see her interact more. We've got a lot of Captain America and Iron Man over the Krakoa era of interactions, yeah. and I'd like to see more of the Avengers that are... I think just more interesting. Like I'd love to see like a Captain Marvel and like the women of X Men team up in a way. Um, I guess they did for the Rogue thing. I'm sorry for the Brood thing. And we're also doing that. They're also uh, Captain Marvel. I think it's a Captain America. No, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see like uh, some of like like maybe like a Cold War between Magneto and Doctor Doom. Yes, that that would be very cool. Yeah, I like that. Or or they kiss. Whatever. I mean, that's how the the issue ends. Spoilers. <laughs> Charles shows up and says, "What the fuck are you two doing?" It's What's like, have you seen here? his face? It's hideous. I always yeah. love when Human Torch and Iceman just hang out, though. Yeah, I, I want to see that more often. Yeah, yeah, it's great. One of the Spider Man, the amazing, you know, amazing friends like Spider Man and Iceman, yeah. obviously coming up, teaming up, very yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah, there's a lot of potential. Out I there, know. Guys. Are you ready yeah. to see some next TV? 
Sure. All right, MCU. I'm into that. Next TV is our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the Disney uh, Plus MCU. It's dripping MCU MCU right? Yeah, <laughs> dripping MCUN <laughs> next TV. This week, we're doing Loki Season 2, Episode 2, and we're back with our coverage of the X-Men the Animated Series, attempting to finish before the rumored launch date, or I guess the really confirmed <laughs> It's totally confirmed, and we're going to finish. We're going to do it. Are, sure are. Season 5, Episode 1 and 2, Phalanx Covenant. So let's start with Loki, Breaking Bad, Brad. Yeah. Loki and Mobius attempt to track down and reunite with Sylvie by following and then interrogating X5. Sylvie and Loki end up reconnecting an alternate universe 1980s McDonald's and Dox's true plan unleashes, resulting in more than 30% of the branch timelines being pruned. Let's talk about the ramifications of Dox's. I don't want to talk about the, we'll talk about the, how we feel about Loki overall. Let's jump into the actual content. Sure. Ramifications yeah. go, go of Dox's, Dox's plan and pruning timelines. What did we think about that? It made me very sad. Yeah. I and it makes me sad in a way that I very much enjoy because it's a it's the knowing horror like of like um if you ever watched uh, the imitation game with um Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. they they figure out how to break the enigma machine and then they realize they have to be very careful about when they can use the machine because if the Germans ever found out how they use the machine that they broke the machine, they would change it, mm-hmm. and they so would people lose have to everyone. die. So people would—they ha- have to pick and choose which people have to die, and you never see those people die, but you know that in your choice there is going to be causing death. Right. And I think that that is a very—it's not often shown on uh, TV or movies, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, still very satisfying as like an emotional in, feeling. In that, um, is there a line of dialogue that those that says those are people? <laughs> Those are people dying. Well, what do you say? <laughs> I know, but I think they needed to... It, it, I thought it that was a good off, line. It comes off a little silly, but also uh, when you think about it, I don't think people really understood the ramifications of what actually was going on. But that's that why I like that line is because that's a, a person qualifying like, yeah, it seems kind of obvious to them, but it is such a shocking, it's a, the horror type and, comment. And the watchers. The horror, oh, yeah. oh, oh, the humanity. I do, I, yeah, I do wish we got to see, I, you know, because obviously Bronxton didn't get uh, eliminated, and I would have liked to see a few more of the other multiverses to have yeah. that mental connection with it. Because I agree with you that I'm like, oh, the overall stakes are high. It's interesting. Dox's plan immediately goes into action as opposed to them trying to stop it at the end of the season. And so I really appreciated that. I just, it was like unfortunate that all the places they had jumped to stayed <laughs> and they didn't have any, like, there was no emotional connection to set, like, a little girl in some fucking random place. But I hear I, I think I, I would have hated that more because then it feels like you're you're kind of falsely trying to bring tugging. out that emotion. That That's you're fair. like, oh, you just showed us a bunch of people only to kill them. Oh, like alligator Loki being like, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> frog frog lo- a frog door croaks. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh I I appreciate like what you just said and I want to revisit the episode with that context, but I just didn't really there's no emotional weight or heft to it whatsoever. I, I, I felt nothing. I just felt this this sh- this episode was convoluted, not in a good way. Um, and I find myself caring less and less about even the characters that I generally enjoyed in the first season. Well, maybe if we can work backwards then. I think that probably maybe part of the reason why it wasn't super satisfying is that it felt tacked on to the Brad Wolf <laughs> storyline, which... Took up a lot more time than I thought it should. I know. They really Surprise. went into old Brad. With He's his a 70s fucking... movie star. And yeah. he 
now he applied that terrible wig or what was going on with his wig business there? He's a zaniac. Who is an actual character in the comics? Yes. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you saw, there was a couple of Easter eggs there. One was Kingo's poster for his movie was on yeah. there. And then cool. there's a reference that the director has confirmed. Maybe the art department did it, but I think it was something of like all M or fo- it was basically another like weird X-Men reference. And they've basically shot that down to be like, mm, we didn't plan any of these X references. So please stop looking at the show for them. Uh-oh. But do you think it's Mephisto? <laughs> 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 uh, well, I will say what I found really interesting during that particular scene is when they start doing the chase, uh, when they do finally catch up to him, both Mobius and Loki. Really weird that Mobius is basically pulling some thin blue line rhetoric and basically saying, why are you running if you didn't do anything wrong? I hated it. It was so that weird. Was, uh, yeah. Maybe very uncomfortable. I'm like, oh my God, you really are a time cop. <laughs> Fuck you, pig. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie was right. Um, One thing I enjoyed was um, I sort of liked seeing a little bit a glimpse of older Loki. Like not this just generically good guy Loki that we've had these last two seasons pretty much. Him using his magic a little bit, him being a little bit more mischievous. Like, I just like yeah. all of that a little bit more. Um, I think his character work was a little bit better this this episode, too. You could, He kind of conveyed a little bit more. He was getting a little generic, I think, and I saw some no, signs of better stuff. I mean, I think that the one thing I enjoyed the most out of the interrogation of Brad uh, was that... It shows a potential direction for this season to go because the first one was him kind of taking stock of mm-hmm. like his identity and seeing all the versions of himself and the f- the faults that he's got. Am I am I the god of losers? Am I the god of you know you know second chances? Yeah, <laughs> all the different variations of like what is he the god of? Yeah. Um, in this, you actually had Brad make a there was he made a fair accusation like you want to be the good guy now. But you have a lot to atone for still. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hiddleston's such a good actor that it, he genuinely looked pained yeah. by that. My hope is that this season tries to focus on how someone who has done so much wrong isn't necessarily redeemed, but should still get on the path of redemption anyway. Very Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Well, and I th- I think... Yeah. He's a Bojack, he's Bojack Horseman ask his <laughs> Yeah. No, this I do I did like that the interrogation overall. I think yeah, there's been a sort of lack I know a lot of people are talking about the lack of Loki in Loki essentially. And so I appreciate them kind of like the wolf can still come out of the cage and then you can put them away because the characters do have to evolve. Obviously they've moved this character in a specific direction and what I don't want is what we were just talking about in the news where they regress the character development and suddenly, you know, the next time he shows up after his seasons, he just, Oh, I'm back to being mischievous. And now I want to be a villain again. Like, it's like, you've already converted the character. Don't waste the time, especially in like a movie or like people universe, not like comics. It's easier to rewrite or reset. And I just think you need that. What did you guys think about the corporal punishment that was used? Sexy. Hated it. That was (laughs) stupid. Like lots of time copping going on right now. It didn't, why did that machine do that? Well, I mean, like shrink. <laughs> you mean? I mean, I, I feel like there's probably some need you could justify for that kind of machine. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, maybe Squish, it, uh, squeeze juice. Maybe it acts to like retune <laughs> yeah. and like power. A juicer. Yeah, like you power the door transformers. Like sometimes you might need a different size for a different person. Like an Allen in. wrench. <laughs> no, like there's like a larger person who get fit <laughs> oh. through a normal size door. I love that it just looked like a Stanley. They, like you've got an, a whole world of aliens and stuff. <laughs> Um, the thing I don't like about it is that torture doesn't work as an interrogation yes. technique. 
and the most of the arguments for torture are that there's like a ticking time bomb but for for <laughs> Brad there is no ticking time bomb <laughs> <laughs> you just wait you just wait it out it was you just wait until Docs finishes the job. Well, yeah. He's not smart. <laughs> well, and he I and do he's a bit of an asshole. Well, and I Am like I that right? they <laughs> flipped the character to be a deserter immediately, obviously, because he saw what was coming and was like, I just want to go back to my uh, fucking sacred time. With the introduction of Sylvie actually being in the episode and just not glimpsed at, how do you think they handled that sort of interaction? I was expecting more of a powerhouse sort of interaction of them finally seeing each other. I didn't feel the emotion. And I didn't see her. It's anticlimactic. It was not. It was not as powerful as I thought it was going to be. Oh, see, I I think so. It's funny because talking with the end of the episode, I have the same reaction to this scene that you had, Brent, for the last one. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, if they overplayed their interactions, I would have been frustrated because it's a sh- it's a weird relationship. I don't need them to have romance. I don't need them to be that emotionally connected. And also, they kind of she fucking kicked him through the door. Right as we leave. So they're kind of like on weird footing, which I appreciated. It felt very human and authentic that you'd be like, hey, hey, like, let's chat. I, I agree with Adam. Okay, great. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, but what is the schedule for McDonald's? What are their break schedule? I was so confused Can by that. Can we fucking what? talk about the McDonald's? Because hey, that was some I... of the most aggressive product placement <laughs> I've seen since Red Stripe in Swamp Thing, where they had a five-minute conversation. Hey, hey, thanks for taking us here for a great meal. I mean, with McDonald's, you always get crispy fries and a hot apple pie. Hey, should we get another apple pie from McDonald's? McDonald's, all of our cups face the screen. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I loved it. Loved it. Needed more. More um, McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's. More chicken nuggets. How would you felt if they just listed McDonald's items in 1982 for you? Oh yeah, we got chicken nuggets. We have uh, filet of fish. We've got uh, French fries. That's the new <laughs> ASMR trend: is just reading menus from 30 years ago. But it has to be in Loki. <laughs> 40 years ago. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's your birthday. I'm trying to help. Uh, <laughs> well, Cat's out of the bag, bitch. Um, well, yeah. So uh, one of the things that I, I've been really enjoying is um, continues to be Owen Wilson as Mobius and just his general interaction with people. But were you surprised by Mobius's reaction with in going back to the interrogation and just his general disinterest in wanting to find his previous life? This is, again, uh a show this is marvel's problem and i mentioned this last week it is trying to move along to a plot and not doing enough a good job of world building mm-hmm. and when you have something as complex as time and parallel universes and pruning and whatever you have to give it some love and care for it to have any stakes and it's like i found myself getting very bored and distracted with this episode because i could see the seams of what the writers didn't put love and intention towards here's what's weird about it to me and I think it's because of the way stuff is written and filmed. But it was a super weird conversation to be like, hey, you haven't you haven't even thought or you haven't even tried to visit your family, right? But from our perspective, they've known about this for a day. Right. <laughs> so they've had yeah. one day since all of this has gone down to basically like one time to still go, flat. Yeah, to go visit <laughs> your family. <laughs> what are you talking about? The, and also, how are you supposed to immediately react and be like, whatever my current life is not what I believe, so I'm going to go to a life that I have no fucking idea about? It seems I, like a bold move to I, like. I kind of agree with his his position, ultimately, that 
you know, you could have had a, you could have a great life. And then you like if I try and jump back in it, I'm not the same person right. I was when I left it. And the people who are in that life, what if they don't like the new person I am? He's also been yeah. fucking mind wiped. Like, why? Yeah, I don't. That I yeah, I do appreciate weird... Mobius's position because it's like, unless you were, you looked and you were like, oh wait, I could be working at this fucking time cop bureau or go be a super rich, fun movie star in you the seventies. He's a jet ski dealer, right? Like, if he's there. just like a lame ass, like middle of the road white guy in whatever year selling jet skis, it's what like, if why the fuck yeah, would I want to go back there? What if he looks into his real life and his real life was always working at the TVA? Whoa, Whoa. that doesn't make any sense. Well, then it's perfect for the show. I'll yeah. tell you who's really working at the TVA. It's Casey, because he read that TVA guidebook, and he got it signed by are, OB. Are they going to bang? <laughs> I, got, I, got a vibe. I would like that. I got a vibe, right? Yeah, They're, they're like, definitely. wait, you wrote this book? You <laughs> read my book? And they both touch. They both their hands touch the book. They're at the same both time. very. They're yeah. being very heavy handed with this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, B 15s like, the we're gonna die. open the blast doors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, should we fuck right now? And and they're like, they stop and they're like, is that because of the X Men right there? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. There no. are no X Men. <laughs> yeah. Ignore Beast and the other X Men back there. <laughs> Uh, so the temporal aura can't be reset without he who remains. Uh, and the only people who know about him are Miss Minutes, who's on the run with Ravona Renslayer. What's she up to? Where do you think she is? Miss Minutes? Counting the time. <laughs> She's at Burger Kings everywhere. <laughs> Burger Kings. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your food choice it's is yours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, the home of the Whopper. <laughs> I do like that. Have like, it your way. <laughs> I do like that oh, thread. I, I, I think the thing about the show that I realized with the two episodes kind of connected now. First, my they need to just fucking release these shows. I'm I'm really annoyed at this weekly format because I think this show would do a lot better as a binge, like a weekend binge. Because I agree. The excitement's the excitement's there for me. I'm enjoying it, but it's not. It just needs to be. Fa- I'm just. Yeah. It's happening all in real time. Basically, I want to just keep watching. Don't don't make me wake a week and then overthink the fucking shitty time wimey stuff. Yeah, it's uh, I uh, I I do I'm intrigued, but I don't find myself drawn to it, which makes me so mad. I because I rewatched the first season. And at the end, I was like, I like it. Yeah, and then every episode now, I'm like, I just don't know. I also think it's because the first episode, one of the things that's been hurting this, and I think a few other Marvel productions in the past, is that the entire season or plot line isn't really set up in the beginning of the first, like the first episode. So, you know, you kind of obviously they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with the temporal aura, Mm -hmm. but I still don't truly know, like, because they didn't, they haven't really made a TV show. They've made a movie and cut it. It's true. That's very true. Even even just some of the interactions, like you can, I know they have new showrunners and I actually appreciate, like, I think, I think everything is generally there, but something, it's not mixing well. I'm kind of shocked that General Docs was like taken so quickly (laughs) like that. That plot line it's, is, is she'll get that. Yeah. yeah, there there's a reason. She's for like that. she's gotta feed it's some on kids purpose, milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the animated series, Phalanx Covenant Part One and Two. Beast leads a ragtag crew of Sinister, Warlock, Forge, Magneto, and Amelia Vaught to stop Phalanx's takeover of Earth, contending directly with both Warlock's life mate and a transformed Cameron Hodge. So uh I don't think I ever watched this part of part one and two ever like this really? is the first time yeah oh. I, I don't think i did because i was trying to remember it 
I think by the tough. yeah, the season season five is the worst season. But this was a good adaptation of the Phalanx Covenant comic, uh, which was the lead into the Generation X series mm-hmm. in the '90s. Um, obviously, it doesn't introduce like all these like you know young mutants that are going to be part of the Massachusetts Academy with Banshee and Emma Frost. But I like the idea of taking most of the X Men off the chessboard. Beast being sort of the unlikely you know mm-hmm. lead. Uh, uh, very. I'm curious to get Brent's opinion with Warlock as like sort of the co-lead of this two-parter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, friend thing. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think this was actually pretty strong. I can see why Clark really loves this two-parter. I mean, the pair of them are like Turner and Hooch. Like, this is just a war. The worst team to lead anyone. <laughs> Get, I what I want you to guess which one you think I think is Hooch. Uh, <laughs> they just suck. They fucking suck. Okay. What? Could you, um, could you provide an example? And what? And what do you mean by that? Could you elaborate? Could you s- We're say on a something? Podcast. Could you explain <laughs> that? I'm just sad by it. So like, Aww. Warlock is just this like Looney Tune ass fucker. He's like he's like that sounds hot. He's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a Looney Tune. He's I'm like a Looney Tune in an anime him, world. Yeah. Like Bugger's he, Bunny. Like he does not belong. He doesn't belong in comics. He doesn't belong in like with the X Men, okay. the characters that are drawn and act normally. A He's from Toontown. There's a Captain Britain that's a dinosaur, so anything belongs yeah. in the comics. Also, did you not meet Bender and Beyond Good and Evil? Okay, so here's another thing. All right, here's one of the reasons I hate Beast and Warlock together. Okay, because Beast is a fucking no- know nothing, know it all who has to explain to Warlock shit about himself like <laughs> warlock how long have you been fucking alive and sentient and you don't know that you're you can move through fucking electricity fuck you dude this is like the pissing and shitting of being a being <laughs> in your be the world narrator of what's going on but yeah warlock and also right. fucking warlock needs like sunglasses and a fucking skateboard <laughs> Or something to ride around, baby, because he is a wackadoo character. Yeah, His weird ass eyeballs. He's very nineties, like great. in that way. Um, loved this. I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. I love to see the X Men having to form teams with these ragtag. It groups. felt like a comic. Amelia, yeah. I mean, I Amelia going there. Mister Sinister and Magneto. Mister so Sinister's inclusion was phenomenal can, like, we, like so can we talk fun. about sinister's um undercover regalia because he looked oh, fucking oh nice. bitch yeah. he, he threw a summer scarf around him yeah a summer scarf like, a hat. Do you know me? <laughs> yeah. you're like why, yes why did you put on lashes and lipstick as well <laughs> are you wearing a six inch you're wearing heel? more makeup now. well and just even him calling i did obviously all the episodes got kind of wacky and out of order for a variety of reasons over the years and i was like it was strange i I'm still was trying to place like I didn't see anything that was informing that this was supposed to take place either before or after beyond good or evil. But it is very funny to see so many of those characters that were in this giant arc already to then immediately jump into because it's the end of season four, beginning of season five to be like, nothing showed up that would make it weird, except for like when fucking hot daddy Magneto was introduced. And it was kind of like, when did you get so tired of this? Was this after Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah, shouldn't was that have been r- a- right after the Asteroid M stuff fell apart? That's what it seems like. It, that's why that was obviously what it was coming from. But like, it obviously was running out also, of continuity. Uh, he's do Charles with his issues right away? So do Charles and Sinister just like have regular Zoom meetings? <laughs> 
where they're just they, like chatting. Their conversations were why you gotta help me. Who you is that? Is that it's like too like okay. very uh, the you silhouette of him was so clearly sinister, and he's like, "Who is this?" And I'm like, "It's sinister." The Zoom call between Professor X and Mister Sinister wild. What's wilder is they have a direct link to President Kelly. Oh yeah, a direct <laughs> link. I'm like. What? And they're like, shut up for the second. For a second. Yeah. Hey, president. shut up. Yeah. I got something to say. Yeah, did, yeah. You, did you love that uh, Sabretooth was. Well, Wolverine fucked everything up because, of course, he's going to go fucking beat up Sabretooth anyway. Then he smells that he smells different and he then lets his mouth That was weird, right? <laughs> what I. If you missed. If you blinked and you missed it, oh. uh, they literally. And I don't know if it is the same animation cells, but like the amount of cars that Sabretooth throws into the sky over the course of the series. <laughs> is wildly Far out to me. <laughs> yeah. This episode did have a lot of the kind of boomerang animation <laughs> where one character is doing something and then they'll cycle back Move through. Back. It's what? it's the yeah, the animation is definitely degrading it's in this season. Yeah. The stills what is look this? okay. Like what? I, I the thought the art look looks okay, good, but, but sometimes they linger on them so yeah. you're like this is a still picture. Like that conversation from with the doctor from Genosha and the kind of hive mind phases of the phalanx. Yep. Oh god. There's something very much in the zeitgeist of this era because like this is right after the Borg was introduced in Star Trek and yes. became they b- became such a totally. iconic villains. I mean, like First Contact came out this year. Like you know, for many Star Trek fans, it's like their favorite movie, and it's like very much this assimilation, like this sort of like hive mind, you know, techno organic like creatures. I don't know. Did you like his recap at the end? Like, who would have thought a virus did this? Am I right? <laughs> so weird. Also, wait, who was what? who? Wait, who said? Uh, oh, it was Banshee. It's like, is it a? Is it like a computer virus or like a common cold virus? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you <laughs> dumb, stupid. It's a good Why thing you're you good stick looking. To screaming. Yeah, seriously. You idiot. They said Banshee. You said a mouthful. Do they don't have. <laughs> Books in Scotland? Fuck you. Ireland. He's I, Irish. Whatever. He's in Scotland. Don't do Island. any accents. <laughs> yeah. um, one scene with the animation and just a general weird take on this of the wackiness of this crossover was when they were looking for Xavier. I think Jubilee just goes, he's at the gym. He's just in the gym. He's doing some of the most wild gymnastics. Oh, I've my ever gosh. Seen. Yeah. And then we cut to some of the terrible um, uh, weirdest uh, workouts I've ever seen of uh, Rogue just pushing down weights that say six point five tons. That's not a that's not a piece of equipment. No, it's not. It was wild. Um, did you so like that, that this gym. became I'm a that workout? By was what I'm saying. A full X Men X Force crossover when Polaris got released and did a bunch of shit at the end of the episode. She didn't say anything, yeah. which is what we wanted from. Her. <laughs> Um, well, I want to tag in with Clark's notes a little bit because this was his favorite episode. He couldn't make the podcast. Uh, so he's his favorite episode of the series. Uh, he loved that they didn't focus on Jubilee, like the comic series. Yeah. Um, he loves, you know, the tropes. We could see Enemy of My Enemy, Ragtag Crew. Then there were none, which I, I agree 100% with him. I f- completely forgot about how this all ended up. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, all these weird threads are coming back. Like, even just obviously in the comics, Cameron Hodge was also involved. But right. the fact that they did use that in the cartoon made me even happier. Love that. Yeah, um, that was good. You know, having this like wild little team Flash. was great. I hate Flash. <laughs> I know. He was like so upset when he <laughs> became human right. again. <laughs> no. When he said the line, like, when his, his head was in the little magneto bubble, and he goes, This is a final solution. And I'm like, Whoa, yeah. Hodge. Learn to read the room before no. you assimilate okay. it. Jesus Christ. It's, it's a real uh, break me off uh, 
uh, what did you say? <laughs> We're never right? bringing that back again. Break me off of Brad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they did get something right with him. He said, Magneto, the beard's a new look for you. It, it works. It <laughs> yeah. works. I liked it. Yeah, yeah it was very I said sassy. it. We, you can pull I, that off. That is yeah. the hottest fucking Santa Claus I've ever seen. Oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah. What kind of presents oh. do you think he'll give you if you sit in his lap? <laughs> <laughs> also, they go up to him and they're like, hey, the phalanx are going to take over the world. And Magneto's like, Go away. I don't want any of this. And they're like, by the way, your son is on the world. And he's like, wow. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. I've got I've to wash my beard. Doesn't yeah. that also mean he gives two shits about Wanda? Because they both were. Oh, 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 really I got a daughter, too. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, and Polaris is maybe my daughter, too. <laughs> yeah, Polaris was just standing there not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Clark. Clark did, and I, that's I. You know, you the reused animations are there, but like the art still seemingly felt like some older seasons. And that Banshee was hot. Yeah. And then it was the like, this is a way to cap it. The squishy sound when Hodge moved his body is perfectly. Oh my gross. god, I hated that so much. I wrote it down. It's uh, gross. Doctor it from Doctor J- from Genosha returning is cool, but why does his phalanx body make such wet, wet noises? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, no, um, we also weird takeaway and I don't know it. No, it never should have happened. If you at the end of at least what's on Disney Plus, the previews that it shows are once again out of order. Yeah. And it's showing love in vain when uh, Rogue. It's because this one was maybe out of order. I don't know. Yeah, that's every. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that might have moved. I just keep rewatching the Saban thing at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Those kids laughing. Yes. Those they never lose that kids laugh. And I. Just it'll always be a memory. Well, I think Cable was an executive producer on the show, so the episodes are out of order. <laughs> Which uh, one? Episode yeah. slide by four. <laughs> 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 um, all right, let's talk about some issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week we have Iceman number three, Children of the Vault number three, The Incredible Iron Man number 11, and Scarlet Witch number nine. Iceman number three, Steve Orlando and Vincenzo Caratu. Iceman sets a new world record on maintaining his form while teaming up with Aaron Fisher, Captain America of the Rails, and Queer Bad Boy to save the Y-Men from Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Brian, are you feeling clean? <laughs> I'm just so dirty. <laughs> you, or do you want to get railed by Aaron Fisher? Uh, the, uh, this is the first appearance of the Y-Men, is that correct? I mean, uh, the, they're basically just people that got Ink's tattoos, correct? Yeah, pretty much. They kind of okay. just threw a title on them, I think, to make them. It might have been in a Marvel Unlimited that we mm, didn't read. Okay, yes, because Mister Clean's read on them that their powers are fucking useless was one hundred percent correct. Yeah, when they start using their powers and one of them just has big eyes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, they're all the ads, Steve. My, well, that's what I laughed because every time they would re- they reference it twice, where it's like they just got powers to be better in their their careers or their lives. One of them is like making soap out of their body. The other has big eyes. Like these are career choices of people from like I don't know eight eight fifty. Like literally the year I eight fifty. So this is the third issue. Yeah, this had very much middle of the story energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Where like you know obviously the first two issues inter- introducing the uh, concept of what why Iceman is doing what he's doing. And then, like, the rising action, and then we're going to have, like, you know, a climax and uh, Denouement, because it's uh, four issues. It's a five-issue miniseries, yeah. Probably. Um, This just felt like, oh, this was competent. It was good. I enjoyed parts of it, but it was like, okay, this is just another, hey, um, Orcus is going after Iceman. They're using, you know, Mr. Clean now to go after him. Oh, Aaron Fisher's here, because Steve Orlando wants to write, uh, you know, another queer character. Uh, I think I think it was all competent. The thing that I was excited about most was actually the very end when they have Spider-Man and you see like the techno organic uh, feral, yes. which is from. Uh, didn't we see her? That was yes. in the X-Men. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So 
Like, I'm liking that little bits of, like, you know, oh, there's overlap happening with yep. these books. Totally. My favorite part is whenever Steve throws in a little bit of a food segment, <laughs> it's Iceman doing some fishing, getting some sea urchin, having a seaweed salad. I knew that would be Sounds your favorite. Delicious. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, I What I did like about this, and I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who in readiness for the specials in November. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with you that I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be like, everybody fucking read this issue. But what I liked about it is it felt very serialized. It felt very episode of the week where it's like the ongoing journey yeah. for the season. Exactly. So like. It fits. It worked. And I, Mr. Clean was a lot more interesting than I thought and a bigger yeah. danger than I thought. Very as well. prepared. This yeah. Guy. Yeah. Um, he, it also, I, I think in the ever growing, like all the X-Men are really trying to fucking kill bitches. He was like ready to murder him. He was like, oh, you should be frozen to death. Oh, you're not. Okay. Yeah. Let me try yeah. something else. Let me rip your hair out. Or whatever. I also <laughs> felt that uh, Steve was like doing more Iceman puns a la Cena Grace. Yeah. Like from the, um, the Iceman series from Resurrection. It was ice to see. It was ice to see you. <laughs> oh, mm. Wow. Uh, that's a, that's a T'Challa <laughs> pun that you got there. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I just, I, Romeo at home just. Homeo? Homeo, when he's there just watching his, um, his camera. Of like his find my friends where like he's just seeing yeah. where he is and yeah. just being like, your boyfriend uh, is three hundred thousand feet away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, give him more to like, do. Like yeah, like get his friends to visit or something. Yeah, he well, is he is like COVID restricted right now and yeah. his ability to move. Well, that definitely locks the overall series into even I think a bigger. Now I'm just thinking of like Arrow or obviously like Batman, like you know, person in the chair, this and that, and like it feels like a TV show now, especially this particular issue. Yeah, I enjoy, I didn't read the Unlimited, but it's I'm glad the, a character in the chair, but the chair fucks the main character. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the the issue of Love or Un- Marvel Unlimited, but I'm glad to see that the captain of the Railme um, Airlines or whatever. I want to do that cosplay. It's cool cosplay, but he has I actual powers now too, which is yeah. great. I yeah. love yeah. Like, like a kinetic like shield a, is finally like useful. A, like a real faggy net around him. I love it. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> it's just glitter. What I'm just <laughs> no, no villain wants to get glitter on them. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Never, you can never get it out. Also, yeah. screaming, I went six minutes longer and then splooge and you're gone. Yeah. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else in Iceman? Mm. I want to kiss. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Let's get on with Children of the Vault number three. Dennis Camp and Luca Maresca. Bishop and Cable continue their buddy cop antics, this time teaming up to assault the children's base with none other than a misdirected Orcus. I love the first issue. I was disappointed in the second issue. The third issue brought me back. Uh, because of Orcus, uh, Orcus, real wild recap. Ride. I, you know, ups and downs, baby. Uh, maybe it's like Star Trek movie rules, but opposite. Like the odd ones are good and the even ones are bad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the inclusion, like how uh, they brought in or Dennis Camp brought in Orcus here and making Cable and Bishop like uh, ha- using them like as a misdirection to like attack Children of the Vault was really good. And yeah. I like the. It's not just banter. These guys fucking hate each other. Yeah. They're just working with together, but like it is clear that they have there's no love lost between them and it feels very true to their characters. Yeah. I love when ki- two characters agree on something. They're on the same side and the conflict is the right way to do it. Like mm-hmm. you see it all the time and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They both agree on the same thing, but No, no, no. Here's how you're yeah, really supposed no, to do it, Brad. Not that way. I'm the one who's supposed to be blowing up whatever thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I just love that they're shitty at their jobs. Um, <laughs> like the, they the are children so, or everyone. No, ch- the, chil- <laughs> the children are so much better at doing everything that they've really flipped. The X Men are not the X Men, and vice versa. Like it's so funny to see them being like, "There's, there's how many superpowers? They're, they are the stupid villains now, and I love that they have to take that approach because the children are so powerful now. Yeah. And it's fun. Well, particularly having the Orcus flip is a great way because they only had four issues. And obviously you see the to be concluded at the end of this one. And it's such a great fast way to immediately move towards obviously closing this while also being just like authentic enough. that I'm like, oh, I believe all this. This all makes sense to me. It's not yeah. a rush job. And it was just great to see these this like giant assault with these two, you know, buddy cop assholes We're debating over had a good time yeah. i that's the one thing i wish this was longer than four issues Seriously. uh and i really I hope know. dennis camp um continues to write some x book in the next era yeah Agreed. totally anything else on children of the vault Mm-mm. um yeah the dominion um yes uh, love that realization. very concerned about this extra presence which uh, is the first time we've heard that that Dominion is actually controlling the mutants and manipulating them now in real time. We've known it's been some like outside of reality entity, but it has never yet been said to actually have direct action on us. Mm. Well, I love them tying again. They're th- still threading all the storylines together really well. And the I, my eyes like lit up when I saw that. I was like, Ooh, that's like a, that's a good TV show. Like, Oh, I need to know how this is all going to come together now. Yeah. Um, all right. Invinci- I love Serafina. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Invincible Iron Man number 11, Jerry Duggan and Andrea DeVito. Tony leaves Emma in Hawaii to honeymoon while he dons his new stealth suit to infiltrate Krakoa and steal Mysterium. Plus, monkeys with PhDs. My favorite kind <laughs> of monkeys. That's so, so ridiculous. I love no, that. Like, no, no japes, you ape. Um, <laughs> the funniest thing about the stealth armor or any armor like outside of whatever uh, Tony Stark has, it's so toyetic. It's like, why wouldn't his regular arm? I know why he doesn't have it right now, but Always why wouldn't do that? Yeah, yeah, why wouldn't it just have stealth anyway? So like he's like, why does he need stealth? No, yeah, because the way this one's designed, it's specifically <laughs> for this. And you're like, sure, whatever. Yeah, shut up. Okay, shut you're up, selling action figures. Exactly. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. It's fine. It's I assume good. it's because this one consumes more power to do that. That like, yeah. It, that's it, oh, you win a no prize. Well done. <laughs> no, that's a Marvel thing. You, a no yeah. prize when you give an explanation. Yeah, I know. I've never seen Brendan no, Satter. No, like, that was so sad. Sorry, I'll go, yeah, I'll go fuck myself. Hey, <laughs> that was I was not yeah, coming for yeah. you. No, we always say you win a no prize. So Kaylin, Kaylin Brent did an entire experience for your birthday, and this is what you're doing. <laughs> Someone give him a gorilla hug. I right hate now. that the most. Well, <laughs> did you know that the the book for mom had the cuckoos on it i mean yeah that's it was thing yeah I knew. it was great i love uh and i believe the gorilla's name is grod that's another thing i knew wow. uh, i did love the mysterium king testing it out and yeah. just seeing what it could do and him clobbering spider-man, Spider-Man in shit. Just, he's like ow he, he trolled the fuck out of spider-man he specifically did a sinister light too to get him there and yeah. then just was like i want to use your science scabloop <laughs> right on his fucking shin i love it Good um, writing. I will, yeah. and that's. I mean, yeah. Kudos, kudos to. I love this book. Kudos so to fun. Jerry, because like, yeah, Emma and Tony's relationship has really felt evolving and organic. And again, I was like, I a like their banter. Biggest detractor of like, what the fuck are they I doing? Hope they and I love this it. up. I mean, we've seen in some of the previews for the future, like Iron Man or her. And She's floating in titty space with her Iron Man partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It bugs me because I really this storyline 
to connect back to like what you'd like to see as a pairing is that I'd like Emma to have her own storyline. Yeah. She is connected to other superheroes as her own entity in the same way that Spider-Man might be his own character. It is really peculiar that they have ne- like she always has a lot of issues of series where she ends up teaming up or walking around and talking to people but it is very odd that she has only had like what that one four issue miniseries a long time ago uh, it was longer than four issues it oh my was God, she it was, was so jugsy in those issues <laughs> well the covers were fantastic oh, yes, that's the reason why i remember it i was, I was like wow the actual issues I were have a per- brother. adam's like i'm gonna make my drag that yeah, yeah. i was like i want to do this <laughs> Yeah, I it, was, it was longer than that. Right? It was definitely longer than four yeah. issues. It was like a, it was an ongoing series that I think lasted fifteen issues, oh, maybe wow, twenty okay. issues. Uh, and it, it was set like in her past. Yeah, it was, and it, it built out Christian Frost and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was really fun. It was but, good. So, but a good point because um, all these X Men characters, they're so phenomenal. People love them so much. They don't ever have their ongoing series themselves. Like Emma Frost could easily do one. Iceman's trying to do it right now. Gene could do. It. They can all do it, but they for some reason the X Men get thrown into X teams it, all the time. I guess because, yeah, there it's it's you need an ensemble, I think, for ensemble. most ensemble for most of these characters. I mean, even Wolverine, I find him more interesting when he's interacting with other characters. Like I'm enjoying the but Wolverine. He doesn't series. like teams. <laughs> I hate teams. That's why I'm on seventy four of them. Um but like that's I think they work better in ensembles. But even like solo characters that are non X Men I like it when the solo books are like team books, like even though it, in name they're the main character. Well, it's the same thing as yeah. the MCU. Like you want, you don't need like the Marvels is coming up. Like you, I'm so much happier to see that be a semi ensemble film than I am to watch just Captain fucking, Marvel too. Yeah, Brie Larson walk around. And Emma the, Frost and, and uh, the dead ex children. <laughs> That's my pitch. <laughs> That's Deal a horrible it. pitch. <laughs> I, that's so sad. Oh, dead X Men can exist. Fine, Emma Frost will be dead too. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it interesting that well, and am I incorrect? So when Iron Man was on Krakoa, he was like, "There's no one else here," but it was like it feels like there's someone else here, and that wouldn't he already is like only Emma aware that Charles is on the island, or is that was that a reference to something else completely? No, they they just said like we hope someone's protecting Krakoa, or something uh, like that. and then say but for for more reference. Yeah, that's why I was just like weird because I'm like, wouldn't she have talked to Tony to be like he's still alive? There? I don't Maybe think a not. lot of people know about him. Yeah, uh, the, yeah and also about each other, and here. also he's they think they think he gave up. Remember oh, that? So yeah, like, you're right. So there's so like, like he's no not the ostensible leader right now. They're just like he's this crazy man on an island. If they think about him at all, with totally. some hair, mm-hmm. um, beards. Any- beards are the real winner this week. <laughs> yeah. Anything else on Invincible Iron Man? It was actually team up. Like every fucking book, it is team ups. Like across yeah. the board, nothing. Just the art's gorgeous. Yeah, keep it coming. I I love the fucking covers. I forget the name of the person who does the covers, but I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, Emma's obviously fan serviced out the ass, but she's so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. I want to be that in my drag. Uh, let's wrap up with Scarlet Witch number nine. Steve Orlando and Sarah Pacelli. We follow a week in the life of Wanda. Joseph continues to find himself, and Hexfinder moves towards her endgame. Uh, this is a very strong issue. Um, I what I loved about it is that kind of like on Monday she's doing this, on Tuesday's doing this. It's very you know no sleep next club next <laughs> yeah. love you know. Yeah. Uh, and but I like that I like that as a trope in comics. It's like all these like little vignettes of like crazy shit like the grizzly the grizzly city below Siberia. Like what? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I love that shit. <laughs> 
um, you know, or dealing with the uh, like the daughter of Thor and Rogue for some reason. That was super cool. I want someone to cosplay that. that. Yeah, yeah, that was great. No, like all that shit's great. Like it's just like it shows like how fun and wacky comics can be, yeah. especially in the lived in universe. And we knew the you know the turn uh, Joseph's turn was going to be coming, and yeah. so um, I don't know. Uh, I this I think there's like one or two more issues of this series, and then it becomes if you haven't heard. It becomes Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Like right. A, yeah, starting in January. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, Bear City is pretty queer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Omega, is is that a character? That's a real character. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want to bang. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I'm like, do, yeah. yeah. What does he do, also, and why does his robot mother talk to him from space? Robot mother is giving mother. <laughs> I, uh, you should read. There was, a se- there was two series of Omega. It was created, first of all, by the guy who created Howard the Duck, Steve Gerber. Oh. So fucking so weird as shit. quality. Weird, weird as shit. Uh, and then there was, in the 2000s, there was like a very indie like series, but set within Marvel, if you remember that one, yeah. Brian. Yep. Uh, both are very, I very good. I who he was. Mm-hmm. Omega the Unknown, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just one of those, it's one of those quirky ass fucking Marvel characters that like doesn't quite work within the larger universe. Yeah. But again, Steve, Steve loves his deep cuts. So. This fucker has a. I was reading this and I'm like, I know for a fact it's all of these are fucking Mama Max and Micro, yeah. all these fucking weird ass Gremlin people. Wanda's like, little Gremlins. I, yeah. I, I loved <laughs> it. I was like, and Steve's great at that, and he's so in tune with those characters and excited by them. So it was yeah. a very like excite, fun it's issue to read. Easy to be in tune with it when they've only had one appearance <laughs> off panel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really like their history. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Crash Course? Oh, yes. There was an extra um, issue, essentially, or an extra story at the back of the book. It was Crash Course. It was a story about Eva Cantero teaming up with uh, Scarlet Witch. You had uh, Juan Ponce as the writer and Iguara as the artist. Um, it It's there. Like, I mean, it's not really extra related, <laughs> so it's, there wasn't it's a whole was, lot of takeaway. It was, it was there. I think it looked nice. It was fine. I think so. It's It's, you know, this is the second issue we've read that had sort of a back backstory just like sunspot and shark girl last week with x-men red yeah Yeah, and i think i think the only reason why it didn't necessarily work as well for me is just simply i don't know the characters as much and and so this was this was for fans of like the strange academy exactly that's what i was just thinking yeah Yeah. in the way that we want young like young x-men and uh, young like avengers and all that stuff to come up i think this is also fan service in that way as well i agree with that but the strange academy stuff going back to the main story i love that like uh um, uh, what's his face? He used to go by Brother Voodoo. Uh, you don't say it anymore, but no, like, I think he still goes by. Uh, does he go? I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was referencing that. Uh, but like him they're and Wanda dating, are like, yeah. well, no, it's like they're fucking. It's mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, hey, it's like uh-huh. we don't have to date, but we can definitely fuck. I love that like sexual energy between the two. Um, have it, you ever had multiple teachers come in for like, like my ass? Oh my god! Jesus Christ! I can't talk about two cables having sex with each other, and you can talk about yeah, because they're the same person. (laughs) So it's masturbation. Thank you. Have you not watched teacher porn? Teacher porn is hot. Accept this. I rest my case. Clones having sex is not masturbation. Let Gene and Madeline do what they want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Anything else with the issues, guys? No. Oh, that was a good one. That As was good. always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, or heard and wanted to share with our little homos. And if it's happy birthday related, it's also a plus. Uh, uh, so my plug is this week I saw uh, Jessie Ware in concert for the very first time, and she mm-hmm. released my favorite album of the year. Um, 
And she, I was expecting a good show. I was not expecting how good the show was. It was set up like a burlesque almost. And like her backup dancers were so fucking hot, first of all. <laughs> like they were out of control and they were good dancers. She had like a full band with like people with horns. She if had they backup. were famous actors who would play them. I don't know, sex and sexier. I fucking oh, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. They were both like very attractive guys in very different ways. Oh well, no, not they were both very muscly. So, but one was in big and one was small same. in the exact same way. <laughs> but they looked different. Um, cool. But she was so delightful and just so talented and so warm with the audience. And you know, there's like when you hear a song like on the album, when like the recorded version, and you're like, oh, that's pretty good, and you hear the live version, you're like holy shit, it was meant to be done live, and it makes you appreciate mm-hmm. the, the song. It, it was just great. And then, she, of course, like every singer, she came out for an encore. And the way she came out for an encore, so this was at the 930 Club, she came out from the side entrance in the middle of the audience and like just surprised everybody. Oh. And she, she, was she did. She did a cover of Cher's Believe. I saw that video, oh, yeah. That's and, cool. okay, so the crowd was already very gay to begin with, and it became even gayer <laughs> after that. People lost their fucking minds. That's like minds. damn well It was such a good show. I was so happy, and I was really wish you guys were there for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't like concerts, but yeah. I know. <laughs> um, <Me neither. laughs> I can uh, go. So uh, within the course of less than 24 hours, I Friday into Saturday binged the entire fall of the House of Usher. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's Mike Flanagan's new show on Netflix. He's one of my favorite overall directors. He's kind of moved a lot more towards like macabre drama rather than like the hill house was very scary uh but this is just a really well orchestrated uh use of edgar Allan poe's tales on top of a larger interesting mystery of what happens to this family and why um so i won't give anything away but it's it's really dark it's very fun it's like the perfect happy spooky treat so definitely check it out there's eight episodes and you could probably get through all of them in one day if you was there a purloined out. letter Probably. I forget. I know, obviously, like, Pit and the Pendulum is involved. There's the Black Cat. There's the... Most of the later stories were more of the recognizable ones, because um, it literally took me even, like, one or two to go... Uh, I looked at the, the titles, and I was like, oh, these are the stories. Uh, Hort- Horton Hears a Murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, check it out. It's great. And I, I really love that he always reuses... It's like a good version of American Horror Story. He reuses his casts. They seem like they're having a great time, and I just you, the chemistry between everybody is always a blast, and they're all very hot and super fun to watch. Uh, my plug is the newest Ari Aster movie, Bo is Afraid. Ooh, I love. Oh, okay. He the which Ari Aster tried to say this is a comedy, and we're all like, oh man, I don't know. We've seen Midsummer, we've seen Hereditary, <laughs> not sure. There are genuinely funny moments in it, and there's a lot of humor that's derived not from like any kind of quippy one-liner, but the circumstances themselves. That's nice. It is a weird fucking movie. I Is it in theaters, or did you watch it on streaming? You can watch it on streaming. Uh, I don't know if it's in theaters anymore. I was going to say, it's still, is it, did you like rent it? By I did it? I did rent it, and it was for a slightly higher price than yeah. the rentals normally are, so mm. it's still relatively fresh out there. But uh, it, is a, it is more abstract than literal, I would say, so do not expect it to have like a traditional... Is it long, flow? too? It's pretty long. Yeah. Um, it's like two and a half hours, I think. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah. But I would say it has a lot of really interesting, emotionally resonant uh, resonant moments in it. So, yeah. Bo is afraid. Okay. I, me as well. And Ryan um, is last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
guys, I I don't I, I used to watch your show. Let me tell you, Cam. Um, I used to watch The Bachelor back in the day. You know, I can <gasps> what I have. Are you watching the Golden Bachelor? And so all of them are vapid. So yeah. I used to just watch it. It was garbage. It felt like fluff. It was nonsense. They their recent season of The Golden Bachelor has brought me to motherfucking tears like I have never been brought to before. It is so emotional. It's sixty plus people trying oh, to find love. A lot sweet. of them are like widows, and. All of their stories are so compelling. All of them are so – in the way that a lot of reality TV shows are just, like, mean to each other and stuff like this, it's – everyone's like, if I don't win, I want you to win. Like, all the women are so sweet to each other. It it just brings such a sense of joy to everyone. It mm. is so fucking sweet and feel good, and it just makes you, like, kind of <laughs> It's feel just the great British baking show, but for fucking – Oh, my God. You're <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Can they can they spin off where they like get rid of the Golden Bachelor and then they just all hang out together? Oh, I love that. Well, yeah. I was, was going to say call the you, Golden Girls. Yeah. Did you see? There's like a redact, there's yeah. a redactor's article that's like how to watch the Golden Bachelor without recognizing any of the contestants' political views. <laughs> 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 that's funny. Yeah. Um, they did also do a thing where they uh basically all of the main people that are like more more main characters they mirrored it on who they look like as celebrities and all of them were very tough ones it was all like uh kylie jenner and stuff like that so it was like not great ones yeah um so yeah that's my plug um anything else guys that's it no plug thank love. you very much for the lovely birthday game oh my god we're happy happy, happy, blessed happy, happy blessed happy uh, blessed happy blessed blessed, blessed spooky blessed to your blessed birthday. Birthday. <laughs> it is, I, I, I was born in the high holy seasons yes uh, your birthday is frightening you know if you want to if you want to wish Kaylin a happy that. birthday you can go to instagram it's at Kaylin b k-a-h-e-l-a-n-b uh or you can go to us on twitter the b is silent uh, we're on Instagram as a regular podcast, as Homo Superior Podcast, mm -hmm. Twitter, Homo Superior X. Check us out on TripAdvisor. I don't yeah. know why all my sentences are sounding like questions, but <laughs> they are. Uh, you should also check out our review of season one of Castlevania Nocturne. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's fun. We drip cunt. And, uh, that's been uh. it for us. Bye, little homos. Happy Bye. birthday, little Kaylin. Bye. 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 Happy me.